Porn Free Radio, Episode 5. Welcome to Porn Free Radio. I'm Matt Dobschutz. Porn Free Radio is a new podcast aimed at creating meaningful connections with people who want to get free from porn addiction. This weekly podcast provides the tools and strategies to live 100% porn free. In this episode, we'll talk about porn-free travel. Staying porn-free while traveling doesn't happen by accident. It takes work. I'll give some of my best tips and then at the end walk you through a tee-up plan. Uh, That's a planning exercise I go through before each trip. Now, this is a great uh, topic for this week. I just flew back from Mexico My wife and I were there for five days celebrating our 15th anniversary. So I got to spend five days in a hotel and remind myself of all the things um, that can be a challenge about a hotel if you haven't planned uh, when you are a person who wants to live porn-free. It can be quite a challenging environment. Um, And I'll just give you one quick example I was in my hotel room probably for 30 minutes, um, and I went to the bathroom, and my wife screamed out, and uh, essentially, she had just channeled down. The TV was on when we came into the room. It was one of these uh, hotels that had a, a big flat screen TV you know, set to some sort of channel that was kind of a a welcome channel, and uh, she channeled down one channel and landed on one of the pornography stations, which was at this hotel. And this hotel, um, you know, was an adults-only hotel. There wasn't anything uh, illicit about the hotel, um, but they felt free to have these porn channels just kind of on 24 hours a day in the hotel room. And it was literally one click away. My wife uh, was watching... Uh, two people essentially go at it. And uh, luckily, I was in the other room. And uh, and so I came out, and she had turned off the TV, and I said, okay, well, you know, we just need to keep the TV off the rest of the week. And she was kind of like, really? And I go, yeah, we, we just need to take the TV, just turn it off and keep it off for the next five days. And she goes, well, what if we want to watch a movie or something? I go, well, we're going to have to figure something else out because I don't want to turn the TV back on. Um, It's just not safe for me. And I don't want to know, I don't want to know what's on those channels. And, I mean, that just shows you how if you walk into a hotel room with no plan you could easily uh, have to reset or, or start over your sobriety within minutes just because, um, you know, hotels, other types of travel environments just are not uh, the safest places if this is an issue for you, if this is something you're trying to avoid in your life. And so you have to plan. And uh, luckily I was with my wife and um, – so there was a lot of built-in sort of safety and accountability with her being there. Um, but it just goes to show you how quickly um, you can be in a situation that you do not want to be in. And so this week we're just talking about 
I'm going to start and just talk about hotel tips uh, first. Uh, now, I realize that not all, all of you travel to hotels and you might not have to – you might not have a job where you have to travel to a hotel. Um, so some of these things actually just um, can be used if you have to travel just for family occasions um, because no matter where you go, you're going to go into an environment that's not your environment. And if you've set up an environment that's safe for you, that's porn-free, chances are you could go into another environment, even your mom's house or your your you know some relative's house, and they haven't set up the same safeguards you have. And so you have to be on your guard. So I'm going to start talking about hotels uh, and then just some general uh, safe travel tips. Uh, and then I want to finish the episode talking about uh, a planning technique uh, I use called T-Up. And uh, I'll tell you a little more about that at the end. And that would be valuable to anybody who just wants to make a plan um, for being porn-free on a trip or during a holiday or uh, on a visit with family, those types of things. So um, stay tuned for that. All right. So let's just talk about the hotel room in general. All right, so these are some of the things I do uh, when I'm in a hotel. Now, the first thing, I mentioned this already, you cannot turn on the TV. I don't care if you're a huge NHL fan and you want to watch the playoffs. Um, I don't care if your favorite uh, TV show is finishing its final season on the night that you're traveling. You do not want to turn the TV on in your room. Uh, now, a lot of ch- a lot of uh, hotel chains don't have SpectraVision anymore, where they had, you know, porn on demand, where you could buy movies. But most hotels, any ho- decent hotel you go to, is going to have a, a pretty good cable package, and with that, you're going to get some sort of premium um, premium channel that's going to have some late night entertainment that is not going to uh, fit into your boundaries for being porn free. And so I've found that it's just easy to say, no matter how long I'm going to be in this hotel room, that TV is not turning on. Um, it's just a simple thing. And, and you know, is it a temptation for me or is it something that, um, you know, I would struggle with if I watched a game? Probably not. Um, but I've just gotten in the habit of when I go to a hotel, just saying that's off limits to me, and I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think about what's on. I don't have to think about what channels are there, uh, what I could possibly watch. That used to get me in trouble a lot, just looking at the channel guide to see, are there any movies that I could watch? Um, you know, actually, I have to admit, this last week, when my wife saw those channels were available, even though I um, uh, had committed to turning off the TV, I thought about it several times, maybe you know four or five times during the trip that those channels were on. And um, if I would have – the funny thing is, is if I would have just been there alone, I would have never turned on the TV to begin with. Um, so I wouldn't even known what was on those channels. And um, so that actually was just kind of messing with my head a little bit this week. 
So TV, that's just one thing. You just have to commit. Don't turn on the TV. If you want to go watch a game, if there's something on, uh, find another place in the hotel where you can watch it in a public place. Um, and so that's my recommendation there. Uh, another one is um, uh, another tip just for a hotel room is at night when you have to charge your cell phone or your smartphone, plug it in in the bathroom and shut the door. I know it sounds just uh, kind of simple and, and, and not very safe, but what this does, it eliminates you rolling over in bed and then just mindlessly surfing on your phone. Um, it's a simple thing. It's very effective. Um, now, if you want to act out and, and cross your boundaries and stuff, you know, you're going to do it. But if you want to just give yourself a little measure of safety with your phone, it's just a simple thing you can do. And to, to get up and make a phone call or to, um, you know, send a text or whatever, you have to walk into the bathroom. And it's kind of, it's kind of just an extra safeguard so that you don't roll over and check FaceTime or, or Facebook or Twitter. Um, so that's, that's another great tip. So no TV. Lock your smartphone in the bathroom at night. Um, now it kind of goes without saying, but I totally think that using internet in the room is a bad idea also. So just at minimum, do not use the internet in the room. Uh, if you want to use the internet, almost every hotel and any person's house that you would visit has a common room where you can go and get on Wi-Fi. Um, most hotels have business centers, and they're they're dead. No one ever goes to them because they're in their room on their laptops. So you can go ahead and use the business center or use the 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 Starbucks that's next door to the hotel. If you need to use a computer, just find a common place to use it. It's no big deal. Um, so when you get in your hotel room, just say, "I'm not using the internet in this room." Now, a way to ensure that you do that is by locking your computer in your rental car, if you have a rental car, or if you traveled with your car, you know, lock it in your car. Now, obviously, if you took a shuttle from the airport and whatnot, you don't have it, then just put it in your bag and commit to not turning it on when you're in the room. Um, so those, those are real simple things that you can do right away. You can say, no TV in my room, no internet in my room. When I have my smartphone, which, you know, has internet access, I'm going to lock it in the bathroom or I'm going to, you know, shut it in the bathroom at night. And, I mean, that's – those are like the most simple things you can do. Uh, here's a couple other ideas. Um, avoid long, unaccountable time in your room. Uh, plan on going into your room, showering – uh, you know, maybe calling your wife or your accountability partner, checking in back at home, um, and then you know, turning the lights out, going to bed. Don't don't go after dinner at six thirty or seven back to your room, and know that you have four or five hours of unaccountable time. I highly recommend avoiding that. Now, you can look for other activities to do. I've gone to movies at, you know, eight or nine o'clock at night by myself. 
um, just to kind of give myself something to do when I'm in a city where I don't know anybody. Um, you know, if I do know people in the city, I try to connect with them. I'll say, hey, uh, I'm going to be in town for three days. Thursday night, are you available to get together? And this could be anyone that I know. It could be an old coworker. It could be a friend from church who now lives in this town. It could be any other person. The goal for me is just to make some connections. So I'm just kind of filling up my schedule and time so that I'm not sitting in my hotel room with four or five hours to kill. Um, If I am in my hotel room and I'm having trouble going to sleep, I like to get out a real book. I don't, I don't want to look at it on my iPad. I don't want to bring a Kindle Fire. Um, bring a real book. It's just something that you can have in your bag. So if you really are having trouble going to sleep, read the book. Your, your phone's in the bathroom. Your computer's in your car. Pull your book out. Uh, and I've just thought about this now. Uh, I'm considering the idea of a Bluetooth speaker. So potentially I could listen to a podcast. Um, If I had a little Bluetooth speaker, I could put it by my bed, press play. I don't know. Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe that's a bad idea with my phone. But for the most part, I like to bring the real book, keep the the computer in the car, and um, a smartphone in the bathroom. Don't turn on that TV. And that's the way I like to do it. So that's those are like rock solid hotel tips. Every one of them has been proven and refined through the years. I have to admit, um, you know, if you follow me on on uh, Reddit, you know, you'll see my counter. Uh, you know, my the year the days of sobriety that I've had is over fifteen hundred days. Now, you uh, it should be longer. It should be more like six years, or maybe seven years. I'm not sure the exact date. Um, but I got into trouble about four and a half years ago on a trip um, and uh, with a smartphone. And it was just like I said, I just rolled over and I was kind of surfing through some stuff and then I crossed my bottom lines. And um, and so, you know, in a hotel uh, when you don't know anybody um, and you're kind of unaccountable, it's a super – easy place to, to, to fall. And if you don't have a plan, I guarantee you're going to have a, you're going to have a reset on a trip. I mean, I've been at this for several years doing pretty good. And, uh, I don't think I could be in a hotel without a plan. Uh, so we'll get to the plan at the, the end, but keep that in mind. Now I wanted to talk about some other safe travel tips. These are things that you can do on a trip that's going to reinforce, um, you know, being porn free. And, you know, I was thinking about the, the, the men and women on the, the no fap group, uh, on Reddit. Um, the no fap group is, is a group kind of dedicated to not masturbating. And when you think about masturbation, you know, there's a fantasy and sexuality element uh, like porn, but there's also some. It's a physical thing, and it's a connection with your body, and it's an emotional thing. And so sometimes, if you're really having a trouble with masturbation, um, just just doing these little tips like locking your smartphone in the bathroom doesn't help you. 
because there's a, a relational or a physical need that you kind of have. And so here's some things that kind of help with that. Um, okay, first one, uh, limit your alcohol use. When you're drinking uh, while traveling, uh, if you drink too much, you um, start to lose your ability to make good choices. And so that's number one. That's a really helpful thing that you can do to kind of make better choices. When you get back to that hotel room, uh, if you are sober uh, in a alcohol sense, you're going to make a lot better choices about what to look at, um, about going to bed on time, uh, those kinds of things, um, and keeping your boundaries. So limit your alcohol use. And you need to regulate what that is for you. If you don't drink, that's great. If you do drink, just think about when you travel, you're more uh, prone to this environment where, you know, there's a lot less accountability and safety. So you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're unsafe. Okay. Uh, I just mentioned about going to bed. Um, Set a bedtime. Uh, This is when you'll be in bed with the lights out. And this sounds kind of dumb, right? You're an adult. Do you really need a bedtime? Well, the truth is, if you were at home and you had work tomorrow, um, would you be going to bed at 2 in the morning or 1 in the morning? Uh, Probably not. You'd probably go to bed at a reasonable hour. And But what I find when I travel is I get kind of wired and I'm excited and I'm in this new town. And the next thing you know, I'm going to bed at 1.30, 2 in the morning. And, and I have meetings the next day. And I'm like, what am I doing? And there's just something about traveling that sometimes, even when you're exhausted and tired, you end up just staying up later um, than you want to. And so set a bedtime and stick to it. Um, you know, I've had bedtimes and trips where it's midnight or 11 and I just, I just do it. I just get in bed. I take the shower. I turn off the light, and I'm like, okay, I'm in bed. Let's do this. Let's go to sleep. I know it's kind of dumb, but it just helps. It helps to put a boundary uh, on your time. Uh, set a morning exercise goal. That's something you can do. It's another thing that helps you go to bed on time. It tires you out a little bit physically so that hopefully the next night you go to bed on time. Um, that's a great thing to do. It's great when you travel to the West Coast. You wake up earlier. I'm in Central Time. If you go to the West Coast, you wake up earlier anyway. So use that time to exercise. That gets you out of the room. Uh, it gets you kind of uh, in touch with your body. It's a great thing to do in the morning uh, to create even a routine. If you're in a place three or four days, if you set a routine, you can follow it every day. You'll do the same thing every morning. You can get your coffee at the same time. You can do a run. You can do whatever. Setting that routine helps uh, with the accountability. Okay. Um, Here's another thing. Text or check in with someone at home daily. This is someone you would talk to ahead of time and say, hey, I'm on this trip. I want to, you know, be safe while I'm on the trip. Um, You can send them your plan. You can email them. That's what I like to do. And then all you do is you text once a day and you say, hey, I'm doing good today. Or, hey, I, you know, drank a little too much tonight, but things are 
things are good and I'm going to bed. Um, you can you can kind of give a little status, um, but just set that up ahead of time. Someone that you can daily check in with, even if they don't respond back, it helps you just be disciplined and going. I'm going to let them know how I'm doing while I'm here, and when I get back. If there's a problem with my plan, I can check in with them. Okay. Don't give in to the lie uh, when you're at your hotel room that nobody sees you, so nobody loves you. Uh, this is something that used to get me when I lived alone, and it gets me sometimes in hotels. There's this sense of anonymity that you have when you walk into that hotel room. And on some levels, it's scary, it's lonely, and other ways, there's sort of an exhilaration of it. Like you kind of feel like you can get away with anything. Um, And it comes back to this lie that nobody sees you, kind of like you're totally unaccountable. Um, So don't give in to that. Um, That's why you check in daily with your friends That's why you um, work at um, creating just good opportunities for yourself to not be in your room forever, um, to connect with people. Um, That's what you want to be developing for yourself uh, when you develop your routine when you're traveling. Um, I brought this up just a second ago, but um, another tip is find meaningful ways to connect with others while traveling. Uh, So I mentioned when I go into a town, if I know someone from that town or know someone who's living there currently, I'll try to connect with them. Even if I haven't seen them in years, um, I'll just say, hey, are you free on Thursday? And I'll I'll kind of even think about this ahead of time before traveling, that I want to try to get together with someone. Um, Because I feel like for me, if I make connections with people, if I'm having – kind of meaningful friendships and connect and and sort of times to meet them that helps break through that nobody sees me nobody loves me um, that sort of disconnected anonymous feeling that you can have while traveling so do that and if you're at a conference where you don't know anybody work hard at connecting with people networking um, don't wait for people to invite you to dinner start inviting people. Try to gather groups together. You can actually build community yourself, uh, even at a place where you haven't, don't know anybody. Um, talk to people in line. Um, ask them about their stories. Why did they come to the conference? What are they interested in? Where are they from? Um, I was just at South by Southwest and didn't know very many people and talked to a lot of people just sitting next to me in sessions Um, you know, and it's just the more meaningful ways you can connect with people, the less you'll be tempted to be in your room, just going to fantasy, going to porn, going to masturbation to try to meet your needs. Um, I do set up, uh, one boundary and it's, uh, I, I avoid one-on-one, uh, things in hotel rooms. So if I'm trying to connect with someone and network with them, I don't meet them in their hotel room. Uh, This is a boundary I have just because I'm married, uh, but I think it's a safe boundary to have. You want your hotel room to be safe, um, your TV off, your computer off, all those sorts of things. 
And so going into someone else's hotel room, um, who knows what else they're going to be looking at, doing, um, you know, what other types of things that could change in that environment. You just want to stay clear of it. So if someone wants to meet you, meet them in the lobby, meet them at the hotel bar, meet them, you know, at the restaurant, um, and um, don't meet in a hotel room. I think that's just a general safe place or general safe rule. All right, I want to finish up with what's a tee-up plan. All right, so this is T-U-P, tee-up. This was uh, a plan that was developed by a guy in one of our uh, support groups uh, that I was involved with. His name's John. And uh, he used to to kind of talk to the group right before a holiday. And, you know, on a holiday, a lot of people are going home and uh, going back to their mom's house or their dad's house or wherever they were born. And this was something, an exercise to help them sort of plan their trip. So here's what I want you to do. Take a piece of paper, and I'm going to put this on the show notes at Porn Free Radio uh, slash five. Um, so you can go back and, you know, ch- if you're uh, in your car right now or if you're, uh, you know, listening to this while running, uh, you can go back and reference that and look at look up what the, the different things are. But if you're listening, just sort of think through this with me. Uh, you're going to take a piece of paper when you get some time, and you're going to uh, make it horizontal, kind of the lengthwise, the wider part. Um, take a pen, and you're going to divide it into three columns. On column one, the far left column, you're going to put a T at the top. Uh, column two, right in the middle, you're going to have a U. And the third column, the last column, you're going to put a P. So let me walk through what each one of these stands for. Now, T is for triggers, okay? So start thinking about your trip, whether you're going to be in a hotel, whether you're going to be at a conference, whether you're going to be visiting family, and just start thinking about triggers. Now, triggers are things that happen uh, that – they can be illicit triggers, things that could cause you to, to immediately um, start sort of focusing on crossing your lines with pornography. Example, you know, my wife tells me there's porn on this TV. That's a trigger right there. Um, I immediately realize, wow, this is a dangerous thing. This is, uh, um, yeah, you know, I thought about it a couple times throughout the week. Um, that could be a trigger. Uh, other triggers could be things like uh, – these are, these are things that, that kind of happen in life that could, you know, could be something that could be a catalyst for you uh, losing your sobriety. Um, so another one is being alone. I mentioned that earlier. Um, that can sometimes trigger you. Uh, family. You know, sometimes family dynamics can trigger you. Um, old friends, uh, if you have a bunch of high school buddies who have a different lifestyle than you, just being around them can kind of trigger you. Um, sometimes those emotional relationships that we've been in that aren't totally resolved can trigger us. You can create anxiety in us. Whatever those things are that kind of push you towards porn, 
uh, or give you a little push. Those are what we're looking for. Uh, cable TV, I mentioned that already. The SpectreVision, the movies, uh, the the you know the channels on your TV in your hotel room, or you know at, at the house where you're a guest. Uh, drinking can be a trigger. Uh, sometimes when we're drinking, we lose a sense of inhibition, and so uh, that can kind of play into it. Um, certain um, certain um, certain places like you know Las Vegas or trade shows. Um, I was just in Mexico. Certain places kind of have uh, Miami's like this. They kind of have a, almost a sexual environment. There's a little bit of a feeling of a, a, a sexual kind of vibe. Uh, sometimes it's subtle. Sometimes it's not so subtle. Um, just that can be something that could be sort of a trigger. Um, other things, staying out late could be a trigger for you. Um, the later you stay out, the more chance you could you know, make some poor choices. So those are triggers. Think about what triggers you. What are things that that uh, trip you up. Think about the last time you had to reset. What happened right before you acted out? Um, was it stress at work? Was it um, – did you see a, a, something on TV that you shouldn't have and then it just led to a binge? What, what are those things? And be listing those things. And think about your trip and start thinking about what could trigger you on this trip. What might be something that could trigger you? All right. So after you finish your triggers, go to you. And the you is simply unsafe places. And these are things, places or things or activities that are just completely off limits to you on this trip. Now, uh, this could be all sorts of things. But a couple things. They can be actual places like I will not go to a strip club. Um, that might be something you need to set. Or I, I will not go to bars on this trip uh, because that might trigger me or, and that wouldn't be safe for me. Um, but they can also be I am not going to look at cable TV or I'm not going to watch TV. TV is an unsafe place for me on this trip. Um, I'm not going to hang out with certain old high school friends because they always get into this type of trouble or they always do this type of activity. Um, that could cause me to lose my bottom, bottom line. Uh, another unsafe place could be using a smartphone at night. I, I mentioned my, you know, locking the smartphone in the bathroom. That's, that's an example of it's just unsafe for me to have my smartphone next to my, my bed, bedside. And so, so we've just, uh, Listed triggers and then just unsafe places. Think through your trip. What are places that are unsafe for you? What are, um, you know, you know? I, 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 another example from the Mexico trip. My wife and I talked about what if the beach we were at um, was partially nude. What would we do? Now, I, I think what I would do is it wasn't, but if it was, probably what I would do is spend time at the pool and not go to the beach while I was at the resort um, because that just wouldn't be a safe place for me. Um, so, you know, think about unsafe places. So finally, we get to the P, plan. 
So take a look at your lists of triggers and take a list, look at your list of unsafe places and start to put a plan together. Uh, the first thing you want to do is list things that you can do to limit access to triggers. So I've mentioned all sorts of things like no TV and putting your smartphone in your bathroom or uh, putting your computer in your rental car at night. Those are things to limit access to your triggers. Now, there's some things that you can't <clears throat> limit. For example, you can't limit access necessarily to your your parents if, if they trigger you or stress you out. Um, you can't necessarily put them in the bathroom. Uh, but you can um, figure out how long you want to stay for dinner. If you're going to Thanksgiving dinner, maybe you give yourself a three-hour limit. Uh, and then you go back to the hotel or you go back to where you're staying. Um, you might just want to take your family in small doses. Those types of things uh, will help you. So set boundaries on how you want um, to be around triggers. Um, so limit access to triggers. So that's the first thing in your plan. Obviously, if there's unsafe places, uh, spell them out right there. So when you share it with your accountability partners, you can tell them exactly what's unsafe for you, what you're not going to do, uh, where you're not going to go. And if you do end up going to one of those places or you end up uh, in a situation where you are exposed to that, uh, it's something you can quickly tell them, hey, you know, I went to this unsafe place. And hopefully you took care of yourself. Hopefully you were still able to get out of the situation. Um, but it's something that you can revisit with your accountability person. Um, you can list some positive goals of things you want to add to your plan, you know, like exercise I mentioned. Um, you know, I, I think on my last trip I wrote drink lots of water, um, so things like that you can add into things that you want to accomplish. A, a good one that I had on my last trip was I made myself go to church on Sunday morning. It's not something that I typically do when I travel, um, but um, I, I kind of wanted to make sure that I planned on going to church on Sunday. And so I looked up a church and I found one to go to. And uh, that's a great thing to do if you... Um, typically go to church at home, it's good to kind of keep the routine when you're traveling. Uh, I mentioned in episode four about setting consequences. This is if you have a reset. Uh, for a trip, you may want to create a consequence, a special consequence that you're going to enact only if you have to reset. Um, you know, who are you going to call? What are you going to be a, your next steps of action if you have a reset on a trip? Um, so you might want to think through that. Listen to episode four uh, again, and, and uh, if you want an idea of maybe a consequence you could put into your plan. Um, so, yeah, I thought I'd finish just by sharing a quick plan that I did for a trip to Austin. And I'll just ran, run through them real quick. And you'll, you can tell it's not totally in the tee-up format, but you can tell that I kind of went through the exercise to kind of get to these these things. So... Um, here it is. Uh, no more than three drinks a night. In bed by 12. Exercise two times this weekend. No internet in the room. Uh, the phone in the bathroom at night. Uh, connecting with Matt. Uh, that was a, a business friend who was in town at the same conference who I had kind of thought ahead of time about trying to get together with. 
So I, I wanted to make it a point to get together with him. Interestingly enough, the night that I called him and we set up dinner, I was invited to another gathering with some business colleagues, and they were going to a place called Bikini Sports Bar. And whatever just popped in your head when I said Bikini Sports Bar, that's exactly what it was. And, um, and you know, I was so happy that I had made an alternative plan that night because, you know, when you're traveling and you're, you know, kind of wanting to connect with people, you get kind of desperate. And who knows, if I didn't line up plans that night, I might have been tempted to go to that bar and it may not have been a good place for me. It probably wasn't a good place for me uh, in terms of triggers. So um, I mentioned drinking lots of water. That's one thing I did on that trip because it was a, a warmer climate. Um, I wrote not being alone with another person in my hotel room or at a hotel room party. Um, I went to church on Sunday, go to church on Sunday. That was one of the things. And then I texted uh, on the plan. I wrote text Mark daily with status, and that was my accountability partner. And uh, I also had a backup in case I needed to call someone uh, if something came up on the trip. So that's kind of what I did. And uh, it was a successful trip. I, I kept most of my plan and, um, you know, didn't have any resets on that trip. So, hey, thanks again for the comments this week on Google+, Twitter, and Reddit. Uh, to connect with me, you can reach me at Matt Dopshoots on Twitter and on Google+, on Reddit, I'm PornFreeMattD. Um, PornFreeRadio.com has all the show notes. It has all the ways to connect with me. And, uh, you know, if this show is helpful for you, please leave a review at iTunes. That helps get the word out. But I get it. This is a porn podcast. So if you don't want to publicly review it, I understand. But please privately share it with your friends. Thanks.